College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall. I'm Chris, and we're going to talk some hoops, some college hoops to be exact. What a week for LSU. My goodness. Right when you think Kentucky, you know, knocked off Auburn. Auburn had that streak at home. Nope. They they go right back at it, and you lose. Uh, Kentucky did. It was pretty crazy defense that Kentucky out of nowhere, flashed in that game. That's been their biggest issue this year, Kentucky and their defense, or lack thereof. And what do you know, man? They they really shut them down but ended up losing. We had a shocker, Ohio State and Purdue. Um, UConn just stomped Marquette, but then they got beat up pretty good. We'll talk about that. Um, that happened, what was that, Wednesday or Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk it all the way through. Like I said, LSU, what a hell of a week. There's a variety of items that we're going to get to. A lot of upsets this week. A lot of close-ass games, too. And then we're going to look, uh, you know, do the, the whip around for the conference stuff. Take a look at what are the meaningful games that's going to impact these standings as we speak. I mean, just to name a few, Houston at Baylor is a big thing. North Carolina at Virginia, Bama, Kentucky. I mean, there's some there is some games coming up, no doubt about it. BYU has a big week, uh, a string of games coming up. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Ropeadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropeadope and download the show there if you don't want to. You can find this here College Ball Show. Under Rope Dope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you can download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcast, Podbay, Podtail, whole bunch of different areas. While you're at it, head on over to thegrillingtruth.com and Sports News 24. One more thing, a message from DirecTV Stream. Get the best in streaming TV, stream live sports, on-demand shows, and must-have channels you need anytime, anywhere across your favorite device. They still have that limited time, $83.99 for the first two months for the choice package. That's a savings of $50. Right now, the first package, the entertainment package, runs you $79.99 a month. Either way, choose the packages that are right for you. Direct TV stream. Okay. So we're going to start with last night, right? Wednesday night, we're going to work our way back all the way to last weekend, and then flip it and, and kind of, you know, preview what is to come. First and foremost, though, how are you doing there, Marshall? Going to go ahead and bring in the co-host. What's going on, man? Hey, um, I got a rant again, and it's the same effing oh, team as last week. Oh, boy. It's the same team as last week, but. You should have learned your damn lesson. Okay, sorry. But aside from that bullshit, which we'll get to, um, I'm actually doing pretty well. And, hey, like you said, last night was a great night of basketball. I do think the closer we get to our March Madness time of the year, the better the basketball gets, or maybe just the more competitive it gets. A lot of teams kind of start getting all that bubble where, like, the games, it's just, it's like the games pick up. So it's a good time of the year. We got spoiled last night. We had a good, uh, a good weekend as well. So I'm excited to talk hoops tonight. And my rant will come uh, shortly after this opening. All right. Looking forward to it. Hopefully I can uh, search for something just naturally, but you don't want to push it. That's the thing. We mentioned a buzzer beater upset, LSU, Kentucky. LSU gets it done. That was obviously a big thing. And, you know, Florida at Bama, man, early on, Bama was struggling from three, two of 18, um, you know, just just kind of looking rough there for a little while. Florida with Richards, Richard and uh, Clayton Jr. were going off. They had 24 or 41 points at a, at a time in that game. But Bama grinded it out, got back, forced overtime, ended up getting it done. And uh, then Colorado State at New Mexico. That was the late game last night. And, you know, it looked like New Mexico was kind of going to run away with it. Next thing you know, the Rams come back 15-2 to two scoring over like a five-minute uh, five time frame. They hit like 
nine or ten out of twelve field goals and, and tight, like I said, tighten that thing all the way up. Uh, but you know, you know, New Mexico got the job done, sixty-eight, sixty-six, hit some free throws. Um, cut, it was just back, back and forth though, like oh they score, they score. I mean, back and forth the last little chunk. Um, and there was a foul where you're like, dude, what are you fouling there for? But uh, Mashburn, Dent, and company came through. Um, and then Penn State last night, too. Here on my, you know, I'm looking at it. Duke destroyed Miami. But Penn State last night gets the job done against the Illinois team. That was hot as ever. <clears throat> I mean, where do we start? Um, I did watch the that Bama game. Dude, that was so much fun. That was like, if you watch the second half and overtime of that game, because the first half, it was good, but it was a little bit sloppy offensively. In the second half, as I was telling you before the show, Chris, it wasn't even bad defense. That was just really, really good offense. Uh, Bam would make a quick run. Florida answered back. Bam would hit a few more threes. Florida answered back. Bam would hit a few more threes. And like the, at the end of regulation, both teams had a chance to win. Neither did. And as we know from gambling and sports, normally in basketball, if the favorite team doesn't like, you know, if, if, excuse me, if the underdog doesn't win in regulation, you normally know, leads overtime normally goes to the favorite. And that's how it played out. Uh, albeit even four to five back in the overtime, but Bama had a, a nice seven to nine point lead in OT. Uh, and they were able to hold on, but that was just a highly competitive game. And I'll say this, Chris, I was thinking about this last night. If Florida makes the tournament, that is not a team I'd want to play. I've now seen them go toe-to-toe with Bama. I saw them win in Kentucky. I saw them destroy the crap out of Auburn. So I'm not saying they're like a Final Four, like, sketch them in team. But if you can go on the road in conference basketball and against ranked teams and, and win or take it to OT and then defend your home turf against ranked teams, like, I think they're kind of like a – a slight sleeper team because I don't think they're ranked. They must have had a couple losses earlier in the year that weren't the best, but they're they're a good ass team, man. And I, it's it's kind of rare to say that in basketball, Chris, because normally I feel like if you're like a really decent team, you have a ranking next to you. So again, they're they're they had just record. gotten their ranking, but it took them a while. Okay, but I I'll say I if you're filling out your bracket, I would put Florida to win a game. Like that team has all the pieces you need. They're Talented offensively, and damn, I, again, I, I hate giving moral victory speech because Alabama, you deserve the props, you won the game, but Florida's a nasty good team. If you're Alabama, as we know, Chris, for the past three to four years, when they hit their threes, they're almost unbeatable. They're, that team is very dangerous when they hit their threes. In the first half, as you said, they didn't, but they're only down four. Now, second half, they hit their threes, but hell, Florida didn't. Fudge. So that was a, a beautiful game of college basketball to watch. I'm happy I got to enjoy that one when I got off work because that was that was some really good basketball, brother. And I forgot to mention George Mason over number 16 Dayton. How could I just leave that one out? That Penn State Illinois game, 18 to six on turnovers in favor of the Nittany Lions. So that's basically what you know that thing came down to. Um, Tuesday night. You know, you could kind of just feel Creighton right away was going to do the thing. I mean, they were just uh, on fire. I mean, they, they, they really came on strong. Um, just like I said, out of the gate, they, they looked they looked like, all right, dude, they're on a mission tonight. Finally, someone's going to beat UConn. It's been too long. Um, and so I did. I think they were like, I mean, it was a competitive game. And, and and I think it was like eight for eight field goal attempts from Creighton, and this was like maybe at the seven minute mark, right? And next thing you know, uh, Ashworth and company just started thirty nine to twenty five. Just really started. I mean, they went twenty two in uh, six on a scoring run over a seven minute stretch. And yeah, UConn, you know, started cutting into the lead a little bit just to make it respectable, but, man, they started fast. And heading into that game, they broke it down. Who gets there first? Um, UConn, 0-3 at Creighton, or Creighton, and then uh, 0-6 versus number one teams for the Blue Jays. So, uh, obviously, 
at stake was the, you know, the Big East as well. But, um, man, they came out like gangbusters and just finally put it in to UConn's dominant. What were they, 14 in a row or something like that? That was a big, big win, man. And that place was going absolutely crazy. Yeah, they kind of get they, they their arenas are big. The way their arenas space out looks just really big on TV. I know it's kind of a weird thing to say, but like their crowd, you can tell like when that place is packed, it, it it's a fun crowd. And it seems like every year, um, they always seem to do the Fox does the mic'd up games. With, it's always at Creighton. It seems to me. So yeah, they hey they came out ready to play. Obviously for UConn, hey it's college basketball. Just like Purdue got beat on the road this last week, so to create, uh, so to UConn, like it is really hard to run the table in college basketball. Hell, that 09 Carolina team, one of the best teams ever to win a title, they lost a couple games on the road. Like besides Kentucky in the last decade plus, to run the table in the regular season, unless you're a really really good team, it is very hard to do. So, is the season over? No. Did UConn get punched in the mouth? Sure. As you said, they're on a 13, 14 game winning streak. You know, in a good conference, you're going to slip up eventually. And as my co-host said, I don't even know if there's so much UConn slipped up as the crates like came out on fire and just they didn't budge at all either. So, uh, that team, Chris, I feel like they, they've changed their guards the last like three years. They went from new guards, new guards, and now it's another team of new guards. But having Kalkbrenner, who is a big, who is a very talented big, uh, not a lot of people have seven-footers in college basketball. And when he gets going, and when their guard plays on point, Creighton's a very good team. I wouldn't say they're as good as last year, uh, it seems offensively, but again, maybe they're starting to find their chemistry again. And, hey, you, you punch the best team in the mouth in the country. Uh, that's, a, that's a progress no matter how you view it, okay? Even if they did have a bit of an off play, you can brag about having one of the best wins in the nation. So how do you hang out this week? Because, again, as doing college basketball, you had an elite victory. Now it's very easy to have a, a downfall. Like with speed of my Carolina Tar Heels, they beat Duke, and then they came out and lost their next game. So how does Creighton have this? Uh, how does this we treat them in the Big East? We will see. We will see. And besides Missouri giving Tennessee a good run at home, um, otherwise the home court won. BYU beat Baylor. Baylor was hot. Um Texas Tech rallied against TCU, getting it done 82-81. Utah State got a really good win over San Diego State, who had been playing really good. And then St. Mary's, 14 in a row. Um, they won over San Francisco, um, but they did lose uh, a player in that game. The, the, actually, was it this? Was it the last game or the game before? I can't remember. I think, yeah, it was this week. It was the um, – Joshua Jefferson, uh, he's out for the season. I think it was his knee surgery is what he's going to need. But um, that was a you know nice little, uh, I think, down by 10, Texas Tech, you know, got the job done. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, Utah State, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, but they're in good, good hands in that Utah State-San Diego game. If you look at the last uh, five Mountain West championship games, I mean, a lot of it, it's come down to that. Utah State over San Diego State in 2019. 2020, Utah State beat San Diego State. 20, um, 2021, it flipped. San Diego State beat Utah State. Now, Boise jumped in there for 22, beat San Diego. But last year, San Diego beat Utah State. So, um, you know, that was uh, that was a big game in many ways. And, and if you look at Three-point makes, right? I think third and D1 is BYU. Um, and just offense in general with them, they uh, they look damn good, man. They they really, really did. So that was a, a big win, you know. Like we've talked about how BYU, you know, has, a, has been able to, in a tougher conference than the football conference, the basketball conference as we know, um, they've been able to really – slide right in, whereas they definitely struggled, um, you know, trying to uh, fit in as a football team, um, in, you know, in the Big 12. Yeah, I still haven't really been a fan of BYU, but I, I will tip my hat. They are playing better basketball. They've, they've upgraded to a harder conference, and, again, they're exceeding expectations, but that's why they've been ranked now for about the past month and month and change. So credit to them. 
And again, the Big 12 is only going to get stronger next year when you bring over Arizona. So, man, if, if you thought the Big 12 was competitive this year, add a couple more teams that next year, it's only going to get better. So that, that is great for that conference for basketball and obviously for football as well. Um, I will say, we did say that UConn got punched in the mouth. I think their coach was John and some fans. You know, Hurley, he's a bit of a hothead. Uh, but to give UConn credit as well, they did lose to Creighton, but they also beat Marquette last uh, last weekend. So they, they had a tough week. You played the second-place team in your conference at home, and you destroyed them. Like, they won 81-53. to 53. So, again, with highs and lows of college basketball, you kick the shit out of the fourth team in the country. So, credit to y'all. And then you got beat up by Creighton. So, Mark, UConn, hey, that was a hell of a week. To, to, beat, up number, to beat the fourth team in the country by 28 points, nice job. You slip up, okay, again, how do you bounce back? I, and that was kind of a day where um, teams really took care of business, where, again, UConn won big. Houston beat Texas by 21 points. Uh, Arizona had the biggest rivalry win, I believe, in their rivalry history with Arizona State. They won 105-60, to 60, which, you know, you don't really don't see that score in college basketball. Uh, KU went in the road to Oklahoma and won 67-57. to 57. And uh, Tennessee whooped up on Vandy 88 to 53. So this past Saturday, Chris, at least for once, you know, we, and, and then to wrap this part, I throw it back to you. As you mentioned on that Saturday as well, South Carolina, who had been on a really good heater for the past month before last week, uh, slipped up at home to LSU 64 63. So that's the part I love about college basketball, man. We, we talk about these teams every week. It's like, man, your team was on fire, man, your team was cold. Hey, this week your team was blowing people out. Oh, then he lost another game back-to-back. So this last Saturday, some of those ranked teams finally just showed up and took care of business, and some still slipped up as usual. Yeah, and we can't forget about Monday. We had had Iowa State in Houston. That was a big, big game at Houston. Kind of a tale of two halves, 28-23 to in the first half, and then Houston Houston up 45-42 to in the second half. So definitely kind of crazy that Jamal uh, Sheed, he had, I think, 20 of his 26 in the second half. So a big win for Houston. Like you said, a, a lot of action for, you know, Ohio State getting the job done. I mean, talk about upset at home on Sunday. Ohio State beats Purdue and then South Florida, which obviously a, a much lesser upset. South Florida's a good team or whatever. Compared to Ohio State, who had lost like eight to ten and, and had their fight, their their coach fired, but yeah, those are two big, you know, wins on a on that Sunday, and then also Iowa State in overtime beat the Badgers. That kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Um, and like you said, uh, Kansas, you know, they actually was that on the road. I think it was on the road because that was their first. Cause they had a four game losing streak on the road. We yes, it was. About that. Yep. Um, and then Virginia um, sneaks by Wake Forest, but, man, the free throws were shaky. That was an issue there. That was a big issue. Uh, didn't, didn't you know, end up costing them, but it was uh, – that was definitely a tough one. Iowa State got a nice win over Texas Tech. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, – it was overall – oh, and BYU, Oklahoma State actually upset BYU – on their home turf. So that was a big one, too. And now Indiana State, and they get ranked and lose back-to-back games. <laughs> I guess that that's how it goes. Friday, San Diego State had beaten New Mexico as well. Um, that was, uh, uh, that was yeah, that was on Friday. So that was uh, kind of an interesting game. Um, San Diego State just outplayed New Mexico. They were at home. Uh, they got the job done. But uh, any other items that you want to talk about? before we, you know, get to the whip around and kind of look at where we're at on the landscape in these conference standings. Because like you said, I mean, it's not that long off. which It's hard to believe, I mean, that we're, we're getting, you know, really close to Selection Sunday, my friend. <clears throat> oh, yeah, my rant. Okay, so uh, if you remember last week, I bet UCLA and due oh, to – Oh, I due forgot to, to mention f- this. Dang due it. to Due to an official not having his not watching the feet in the line and some bad luck on free throws and just some complete bullshit, I lost the game by half a point. 
So being the gambler I am, you know, every every day is a new day to bet. I took UCLA because they've been they've been riding a hot hand. They've been playing good basketball. Uh and I was like, you know what? I don't want to have any of those second half bad bets. I'm just gonna take UCLA first half. And UCLA was playing, I'm pretty sure they were playing uh Utah in this game. Okay, so mind you, uh Utah had absolutely um murdered UCLA for UCLA's worst loss in I believe in program history, which say a lot for UCLA. I uh, can't believe I forgot this. When UCLA played Utah in the first game this year, it was 90, 90 to 44. Okay, that's a beatdown. Okay, so since then, UCLA had won their last seven games. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bet UCLA first half minus two and a half. Okay, so uh, UCLA gets off to a good, uh, they have to get off to a slow start. Okay, they get down like seven to one, seven to two, but fine, they bounce back. They're good. Uh, UCLA is playing solid defense. Blah blah blah. All right, midway through the first half, what does UCLA's point guard do as he's walking down the court playing defense? There's like casual defense. Literally, forearm shiver, cross check to the neck of Utah's star player, flagger two, tossed out the game. It happens. <laughs> I, it, you know, I've seen hard fouls. This was literally no one, no, and as the announcer said, no one is near you. You, you are, everyone in the world has seen you. He just comes up to him, cross checks him in the neck. Of course, like or two, toss. Okay. Those are free throws. A few minutes later, uh, UCLA's coach, uh, argues for a call that actually was the right call by the refs. Uh, he goes, he loses his mind on a ball that went out of bounds. Tech, free throws. Okay. Uh, again. Minute to go in the first half. UCLA is up five. Utah hits a three. Cool. Now we're up two. Okay. And then, of course, UCLA turns the ball over. Game's now tied. I need UCLA to hit a three. They hit a two. UCLA goes in the first half up two. So there was a player ejection, and who was their best player? And then a coach tech. And despite all this complete nonsense BS, I lose my bet again. We still by half point. So my past two Bruins bets, I've lost by half point, half point. This damn team, Chris, I'm telling you, ugh, uh, end rant. You know, it, I'm really pissed because I should have known. Like, to, I, I actually screenshotted it, and I just forgot to mention it. The dude who hit the big shot, his last name is Carlson, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Dang it! He's a star player. Yeah, I you're can't right, you're believe right. that I I did like I just missed it. I just forgot. I literally planned on doing it too, and I jinxed myself. I could have I could have hit a home run when it comes to this ongoing streak I had. Now I'm really I'm pretty frustrated. By the way, uh, Caitlin Clark drops a, a career high 49 points to break the record. And she did it on like a 38 foot um, three pointer too. Um, so you know we we've been keeping track of uh, some you know some outstanding women basketball players. So why not uh, update that because that happened you know since we last uh, talked and whatever. But yeah, she was like, I'm gonna take this shot. Here we go. Let, let's let's go. And speaking She's of, she's a badass. That woman's awesome. ACC, right? In the ACC, you look at it, and you're looking at North Carolina. Obviously, technically has the lead, um, but man, twelve and three apiece with Dukey, eleven and five Virginia's there. We talked about how Wake um, has been playing better of late. Um, NC State's okay. Clemson, you know, started out good, had a little, you know, losing streak. Now they're back. Five wins in a row for your Duke, or not for your Dukies. You're you're not your Dukies. Sorry, I didn't. I actually didn't mean to say that. For your rival Dukies is what I meant to say. Are you getting a little nervous because they're actually starting to look good now? Uh, yeah, I, I you know the, these teams have been neck and neck for pretty much everything. I, I'll never forget. What when I watched them play like two years ago, it was like the hundred. In the past hundred games they play each other, the wins were forty nine to fifty one to Carolina, and they scored the same amount of points. Like so, when you compile one hundred games of two teams and you've scored the same amount of points total, like 
these teams are, it's just destiny sometimes. So I think Duke's improved. I think Carolina's kind of found the rhythm again a little bit. Obviously, they were a little up and down uh, since the uh, Duke game. But before you know it, in a couple weeks, they'll be playing each other again. So, uh, hey, they're both ranked in the top ten. Uh, Carolina this week has to face off against Virginia, who's probably going to be you know pissed off because they got beat by Vodtech by over 30. They got destroyed by Vodtech. So we got to go to Virginia, which is a place we always seem to struggle with. And then we got to play Miami at home. So this, this is not the toughest week. It's also not the easiest. I hate going to Virginia because they play such a slow style. It's always kind of bothered us. But hey, if your hats off to Duke, uh, you're playing better ball. You bounce back after your Carolina loss. And again, we'll play them again in two and a half weeks. Right now, Virginia, uh, ranks 336 in free throw shooting. <laughs> they were like one of 11 in that game. Um, NC State made a nice little comeback to beat Clemson. Um, that was another tight finish. I do recall that one. And then, um, yeah, because they were 9-1 in the last 10 games uh, before that, or 10-1 in the last 10 games before that loss, like you said, of Virginia we're talking about. But Pitt um, improved seven spots in the, uh, in the net rating. Um, it's fun, funny because – it says following a win over Louisville. Uh, but they, they don't have a quad one win, right? But they, they do play Clemson and Wake Forest coming up. They, but they've already beat Duke and Virginia. That's the key there. So yeah, man, that, that's, that's kind of interesting. Also, number eight, Duke at Wake Forest is a game, uh, for that conference that we definitely have to keep an eye on. Let's move to the Big 12 which obviously we talk a lot about, you know, on the show for good reason. Um, it's, you know, super tight. Man, you look at uh, Houston right now, number one net ranking, Ken Palm number one. They have seven quad one wins right now. Looking really, really sharp. Like I said, they had uh, – they beat that Iowa State, which, you know, I think it's – they have 20, 20 home wins in a row, something like that. But Iowa State had won seven of their last nine games versus top ten opponents. So that was uh, that was obviously a good win. How you seeing this one break down, my friend? I <clears throat> this is tough, man. Because all these schools really do defend their home turf well. I think that this conference tournament is going to be amazing. But again, I Houston at home, fifteen and zero. Hilton Magic, Iowa State at home, 15-0. Kansas, 14-0. Baylor, 13-1. Texas Tech, 14-1. BYU, 14-2. Those are the six ranked teams in the Big 12, and those six teams collectively have four home losses together out of probably like 120 games or 115. Like, you've collectively played 115 games, you have six home losses. Like, that dude, I mean, that that's there's there you, there's no denying that. Like, that's... That's freaking incredible, Chris, because I just – those numbers are insane. Because if you're if you're a, a flimsy team or a fake team, like, you can't you're, – your home record ain't going to be that good. Uh, I still think Houston you – know, I did call them for my Final Four a month ago, so I, I want that to be known. Uh, again, they're a team where if you – if they – I don't think it was team, a month ago, but okay. Three weeks? Three, three I weeks. I just – Okay. Uh if you can, if they keep the game in the low seventies, high sixties, they're gonna win. That's their style. Iowa State, they've kind of flipped the script. Last year they had kind of a up and down year at times, but I think they're just more of a stable team this year. Obviously, defend their home turf. KU, you have uh six losses on the year, but you're ranked nine. So they've had a very hard schedule, as my co host said. Their strength of schedule, they've pushed themselves from preseason up until now. Baylor I don't think people expect them to be quite this good. I know that they've been a solid program for the last handful of years, but Baylor, for a while, going a while back, they were not ranked around the top ten. They were kind of like unranked in the in the twenties, and they've been creeping up. Texas Tech, hey, you started off five and zero, then you kind of went five and five, and now you've kind of got your shit back on track. So Texas Tech playing good ball, and as you've said, a couple, pretty much every show this year, Chris BYU, hey, there it seems like they're winning a game every weekend's a ranked team. Which is all you gotta do. Hey, you're 14-2 on your home turf. 
you're 20, 25th in the land. Right now you're going dancing. Not many people probably expected that. You know, I don't know who the best team in the Big 12 is. I think if Houston plays their style, they're unbeatable. But that's the one thing you know about March, Chris, where all these teams at home are unbeatable. So I, I guess I'm a little biased towards Houston, but like KU destroyed Houston in in Lawrence Fieldhouse. So right. I think you could almost throw a dart to say, hey, who do you think is the best team in the Big 12? Because at a way, they're all about 500 or less. So uh, I think it's just really cool that every week we've done this podcast, they've had six teams ranked. You would expect at some point that to change, like, hey, now it's down to three or four. Or for one week, it's two. No. You've had six teams ranked for the whole for the last month plus. Like that just shows top to bottom how fun that is. And if you have conference tickets to that tournament, dude, that's gonna be a badass tournament. Because TCU, Texas and OU and Cincy are not scrub teams. Like I'm not saying they're gonna go dancing, but they've 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 won their fair share of games this year, and they're not even really talked about because the top six teams above you are all ranked. So dude, what a glorious conference and that Big Twelve tournament's gonna be so much fun to enjoy in about three weeks. Yeah, the last time I checked, uh, Lenardi, as far as who's in, who's out, what the seedings are, Houston is the number one seed, Kansas number two, both Iowa State and Baylor are number three seed, Texas wow. is sixth, BYU is a sixth, Oklahoma's eight, and Texas is an eight, TCU's a nine, and the first four out is Cincy, and you just mentioned, you know, they do oh, actually have some. Oh wow, Texas and TCU are both eight. Oh, what that—that's a lot of respect. Damn. Okay. And, you know, I mean, it, it's right now, so we'll see. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, that—that's uh, as far as on Saturday, number two Houston at number eleven Baylor. Big, okay. Big game. Um, number twenty-five BYU at Kansas State could be tricky. Just the at does it alone, but Kansas State at home, we know how that is. Uh, Monday, look at Baylor, man. Baylor at TCU. Once again, are they a better team than TCU? Sure, but maybe not at, right? Kansas has a home game with BYU. BYU is going to be in Kansas twice uh, this week, or has games against uh, Kansas, I should say. Texas at Texas Tech as well. That kind of wraps up, um, you know, the the high-profile items that we got going when it comes to the Big 12, ranked versus ranked versus ranked versus ranked. Uh, moving down to the Big East, UConn, of course, still in control because they did, you know, when you play Marquette and Creighton one in one week, back-to-back, all you really need is one win um, in there. Um, but, you know, Creighton is four in a row now. They have won four in a row. DePaul, by the way, has lost 14 in a row. That's not that good. Um, <laughs> but what do you think about this uh, conference? Do you, do you think that you know UConn's pretty much got it in the bag, or you know maybe just maybe they get a little sloppy down the stretch because they they've just been playing so damn good, man. Yeah, I I still think they're obviously yeah they got beat up I mean, every, again. Every damn team loses. Um, you get to bounce back with. Villanova and Seton Hall before we do our actually well, they only have one game this week. Hey, so if you're UConn, that's almost perfect, man. You get to play one game this week, you get Villanova at home, and you get like literally nine days off. Or well, do the math February. Oh you get Either you get, way, a, week, a, little you rest. get a week off. Yeah. So I think that might be honestly perfect. Hey, you had a tough loss. Okay, come back, you play Nova at home. Nova's not the same Nova as usual. Then you get Seven days off, you get to play Seton Hall at home. Then you finish the year with at Marquette, at Providence. Now, obviously, that Marquette game is going to be pretty tough, okay, because you're traveling there. They're not going to be happy that you kick their ass by 32 points. And Providence is always a tough place to go and play. But I still think that uh, UConn takes care of the of the conference. I do think they beat Nova and Seton Hall. If they happen to slip up on one of those teams, then, Chris, that second-to-last game of the year at Marquette could get dicey. Because then if you split Marquette, then the tiebreaker, everything goes hand-in-hand. You know, then we could see. Uh, I would bet my uh, horse track wagering slip on. I thought you were going to say something else, but, you know, whatever. On UConn to to win, but, uh, 
yeah, they, I, I, I'm taking them to win. Now, Marquette, if you want, if you want a piece of the pile of Marquette, you got your chance. You're going to play them on your home turf, so you got a chance to put up or shut up. But I do think uh, they bounce back. Obviously, Marquette, you're looking at a very nice seed for this year's uh, bracket, the way they've been playing. Hell, you know, I, I know they, I know I've said all year they can't shoot three ball that well, but they've still been pretty much top ten for the last three weeks. So they, you, don't, you don't have to shoot the three ball to be a good team in college basketball. It's become the trendy thing, but it's not – 100% guaranteed. Uh, for bubble talk, Chris, I'll say this. I was checking out the bubble talk like you were saying. Uh, Seton Hall has a, a very good chance of making it. Providence is in that last four-in territory right now. And uh, Villanova, you know, it's their name. It's their record. It's They're, they're not dead yet. Right. So Providence, Nova, a little bit of work through Seton Hall. I think it's in pretty comfortably. Obviously, UConn, Marquette, Creighton, they're all locked in. And uh, Creighton, hey, you're probably not going to win the Big East, but, hey, you can keep trending upwards, keep having that seed line improve. Hey, that you, might you be the other. rematch. That might be the rematch in the finals. It could be. And, oh, in the Big East tournament, that will be just as fun as the Big 12. So, I, I, I got it. If you don't, if you don't be my co-host, I never get it'll be one, two, and three more than likely, so they won't be yeah. needed to, you know. True. Speaking I, of, talk about Marquette and uh, Creighton, Providence, this is both Wednesday, Providence at Marquette and Seton Hall at Creighton. You talk about bubble talk for Providence and Seton Hall. If one of those can come true, now you're talking. Now you might get off the bubble. Yes, I. and again, for uh, as I was going to say, I, I was never the hugest biggest fan when I met my uh, co-host, Chris, but now that's like become my go-to conference for the last like four to five years to enjoy. So it, it is crazy how times change over the years. He already wants uh, a documentary on the conference. He wants the new <laughs> – no, forget the old conference. Let's see the new documentary on the new conference. Uh, and, hey, if, yeah. you're, if, if you're a patino – I'll tell you what, the I, Fridays I, and Saturday nights are not the same. I don't care what you say. No, they're not. Uh, hey, if you're a patino, you, your team has – you're showing glimpses. Obviously, you're probably not making the tournament this year, but I think give him one more year, one more recruiting class, and St. John's will be in the tournament next year. As They've long as he of... doesn't continue to drag his players through the mud, the same players that he went out and got, that press conference was pretty damn bad, dude. Well, I, yeah. is it is it that time of the year to start having some dancers come over? I don't know. Is that improving team morale? I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, but obviously, not, well, and he's an old school guy. But that, yeah, I, I mean, he I, dragged he, him through. He went one by one. So Jesus. this guy, uh, you take him off to the left. If you just cover him left, you got him. You know, like I'm not saying. I mean, he was he was mentioning sure. weaknesses. These guys are slow. Well, why'd you recruit slow then? If he's slow, why'd you recruit slow? You know, fair. It was, it was he talked about suicide a month ago, and now he's freaking. You know, it's 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 a little funky. But you're right, not to cut you off. I just had to get that out. Uh, but, ah, yeah, well, you're right. It might not be that far off. Yeah. I mean, we'll All see. Right. So. If the players stay. You know, does, yes, is, has someone told him that it is a little bit different now? Yeah, that, somebody there's a transfer portal. He's like, what? You guys can't leave. I got you other. Oh. Oh, wait a second. You can. Um, but, yeah, that's. <laughs> Let's go on to the Big Ten. Purdue seemingly in cruise control, 12-3. and three. Illinois dropped a game they really couldn't afford to drop their two games back. Wisconsin's, you know, they, they lost again, but then finally won. And, you know, they, they won, then lost, then won. So they're, they're still technically in it. You have teams like Northwestern. Nebraska's right there. Michigan State, I think they've won 8 out of 10. Um, and then, you know, of course, Iowa and Minnesota. Minnesota seven and seven, which most folks thought they'd be down where well Michigan is with three wins. Hey, uh, Northwestern's chances to go dancer are high, and so is Nebraska's. Yeah, that's cool. Just just a little little bit of a mix up, but hey, again, defend your home court. Good things happen. Nebraska at home sixteen and one. Northwestern home thirteen to one. Uh, both have had gritty weeks this last week. Actually, last night, Nebraska kind of whooped up on Indiana, which normally you don't see because Indiana's only been a pretty good home team. But Indiana's, they've lost three in a row. They're not having the, the year they normally quite do. Uh, but, hey, for those teams, that's work. Obviously, 
Purdue, you're a lock in the tournament. You probably look at a potential one seed for sure. Illinois, you're in the two to three range. They've had a very solid year. They did just slip up against Penn State, but Penn State's due for a couple of upset wins. Like they've been a, a solid program for the last handful of years. They've just not quite found their group this year, but they're not a joke of a club. Uh, Wisconsin's in the tournament. Again, I think Northwestern, Nebraska are having a good chance to go dancing. Same with Sparty. Uh, three weeks ago, Sparty was third from last. Now they're, yeah, they were tied for, they're tied for third. So Izzo and those boys got some magic going. And Iowa is eight and eight. Your Gophers are seven and seven. It's not, now they're not dancing yet, but it's not impossible. Hey, you're in the middle of a, of a strong conference. You do need to kind of get a little bit of a run. As you were saying before the show, Chris, winning a couple of games from Minnesota or Iowa in the Big Ten tournament could be enough to be one of those last four or first four buys in. So it's not impossible. Obviously, your Gophers are playing tonight. I'm not going to say any scores, but they're playing Ohio State tonight. Uh, so yeah, it's the season's not done yet. Uh, but he, Minnesota also is at Nebraska if they can uh, on Sunday. Ooh, if that, they can, uh, you know, that'd be a do good something way. that no one's done. That now that now you're saying something. Um, you know what I mean? So yes. that, you know, who knows? We will see. What were you going to say? I cut you off, I think. No, I was just going to say, for all the schools I've not named yet, I haven't named yet because you're probably not going to dance. Like Rutgers, man, you've had a good run, but this year you, you just not, – not quite the same as last handful of years. Not quite well, they the were having a nice run until they ran into the Gophers. That was the problem on Sunday. Uh, but they, they actually had a nice little – they were starting to push a little bit, but – yeah, Maryland, Michigan, I think they just had someone injured for the season, too. They've had a rough, rough year. Ohio State lost their coach, lost like 8-10, to 10, ended up beating Purdue, though. So that was pretty crazy. Um, let's head on over to the basketball conference, not football conference. And, of course, I'm talking about the SEC. This one, man, this one's just been fun. They, again, uh, Jesus, they, they've got more ranked teams this week. Bama's up top at 13th. Tennessee has been ranked all effing year, but they've yet to be up top of the uh, SEC. They've been ranked like fifth and eighth, it seems like, every week. They're one game back. Auburn, every time I watch them play, they're complete trash. And when I don't watch them play, they look good. Auburn's 14th at 9-4. South Carolina, 9-4, 20th. Florida Gators are ranked. They deserve it. They're 8-5. Kentucky 8-5. Again, all six of those teams are probably going dancing as they deserve. It, it, this is a very top-heavy conference, which is good basketball. Like, Bama. It's getting I, heavier at the top, though, with these ranked it, teams. It, it, yeah, it, it's like this conference is growing and improving throughout the year. Uh, Bama, when you hit the threes, good luck being that team. Tennessee. They're a very solid team this year. Auburn, I, I, every time I watch them play, man, they look like trash. But I know they're not trash because they're on top of a very good conference, 20-6. and six. But I, I must give the bad juju for that team. South Carolina, uh, I think they're the one team, Chris, that probably was expected to be up there. Obviously, Florida and Kentucky under them, sure. But Frank Martin and South Carolina, they, 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 they've upset a lot of people this year. But I think they're kind of, they're, people know who they are now. So. Uh, hey, those six teams, y'all have earned it. Uh, Mississippi State, LSU, maybe, maybe you're outside of even looking to go dancing. Probably not. I, I just, I, well, hell, but LSU is 14 or 12. They had a nice week, but damn, that's, yeah. So, hey, for those top six, I think it's going to be very similar to the uh, Big 12 tournament, Chris. Um, you could pick who you think is the best team in conference. Good luck. Uh, some people might say Auburn. Uh, the way I, I can't say Kentucky when I watch them play, Bama's you know four to three on the road. Like this is it's almost a clone of the Big Twelve, just different school names to where all of those schools defend their home turf very well, and all the road are about five hundred. So it, it's I think that we might have to do like an extra show this week because I've never I I can't quite remember a year where the conference service might be as engaged as it's going to be because normally when we do these conference whip arounds it's like okay you have one or two teams up top, and like, okay, like, cool, like, everyone else is in the bottom. Like, the Big 12 and the SEC are both really, like, five or six deep, and, like, you can, like, make a legitimate case for any team to win the conference tournament. That normally isn't the case. Like, yes, obviously, we have our favorite teams and teams you like to root for and whatnot, but 
in the Big 12, Chris, like if you had to say who do you think is going to win the Big 12 or the SEC, you can make one pick. I can make one pick, and we could bring a friend on to make another pick, and all three of those people would have a legitimate chance. Like I don't recall many years where the high-level conferences are top-heavy with a lot of great teams. Yeah, and I do recall a wonderful like three years or four years in a row when I worked at this restaurant bar and we had enough people interested in college basketball where we oh, did yeah. the brackets, tournament brackets, but the, the conference tournament brackets a week before the freaking bracket brackets. That was yes. phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that little run. That's gone, though, but that was fun to, to think about. By the way, Auburn's uh, Jalen Williams knee injury uh, <clears throat> is not – as bad as is feared, according to Jeff Goodman, a field of 68. Sounds like he is expected to return. Um, so that, you know, that is key for them. And then look at, I mean, Tennessee, dude, like, it's interesting, man. They beat Indiana. They beat, you know, a pretty decent NC State team. If you look at a run they had to go through, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Purdue, Kansas, North Carolina. Now it was they were one and three in that little span, but still that's that's you know that that's tough. And look at how they close, right? So Auburn, uh, a home game with Auburn at Alabama, at South Carolina, and at Ken or a no, home game at uh, against Kentucky. So if you want to make some uh, hay and move up in the rankings, boy, it is wide open. But that's also why that ranking is there. That is crazy, though. They played a hell of a schedule. Speaking of Bama on Saturday, number 13 Bama at number 17 Kentucky. Uh, The Gamecocks at Ole Miss could be tricky, could be tricky. Gamecocks also at Texas A&M. They're gonna win, or they're gonna win one of those games, but they're definitely gonna lose one of those games. Um, you also have Wednesday, big big matchup: Tennessee versus Auburn. So a big week in the SEC, and yeah, the last four games for Tennessee, man. Have fun with that. That that's almost not even fair, honestly. Like that that that's brutal, brother. Uh, and then for just I don't think they would have scheduled that non-conference if that was the case. No. Of course, some of that was tourney games that they sure. can't really control. But, yeah, dude, that's pretty brutal. And for, for Alabama to finish, who is the top seed, obviously, as you said, they play Kentucky Saturday. Then they go to Old Miss, who's not that good this year. Then Bama plays Tennessee at home. Then they go to Florida and finish with Arkansas at home. So that is definitely a little more easier of a schedule. Than the schedule you just mentioned above. So hey, again, that I uh, so it it happens this year that my school spring break is not on the same week as my March trip. My school Freaking spring break years. is actually bullshit. Uh, is actually so I'm normally always partying the week of spring break. So this year I will still be partying, but I'll be watching all the conference tournaments. I will be locked in for conference tournaments this year more than normal. And I got to work some magic to get down to Memphis, but uh, conference tournaments this year for like the Big East, Big Twelve, and SEC. I might I might just live in front of my living room and not move. I, I think my mom's coming down to visit. Also, my mom and girlfriend go hang out. They can do what they want to do. I'm busy watching sports all day. <laughs> go have a spa weekend. Yes. <laughs> just don't take my credit card. <laughs> well, that's not going to work. That's not part of the negotiation. That negotiation you just failed in the negotiation right there. That, that totally took it all away. Let's go to the Pac-12, and we'll kind of just, like we normally do, stay out west. Um, tonight, yes, folks, 10 Central, FS1, not Pac-12, not Pac-12. On FS1, there's a big, big matchup, Arizona, Washington State. But Arizona, you know, they have um, left in the schedule. Is it, is it like a deep conference? No. But, you know, obviously a tough game tonight with Washington State creeping, but they still got to play Oregon. They got to play at UCLA as well. So, and they got to play kind of a scrappy at ASU game. So, this thing's not done. 
Well, if 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 ASU has any pride whatsoever, when your rival beats you in the biggest in rivalry history, you would assume, Chris, that Arizona State's going to punch back. You would assume. Uh, tonight with the Cougars, uh, as I refer to them as Clay U for Clay Thompson University, uh, obviously you have to favor Arizona because they're at home. I think they're about a 10-point favorite, but as I've said before, they're a very offensively gifted team. They're not gifted defensively, okay? Uh, they just played Utah two weeks ago, and they went to triple overtime. So they have their moments where they're going to jack up 90, but sometimes they give up 90. But I do think that, obviously, if they do win this game today against Washington State, that gives them a little bit of a comfort. Uh, UCLA, as we were talking about, that team that loves to cost me money and make my blood pressure rise, uh, I think they're definitely looking to be a tournament team now. I know their win-loss record isn't the prettiest, but I I mean, if they finish, like, top three in the Pac-12 and they have a nice little conference run, they might have a chance. Uh, Oregon, they're kind of like the whole hub school. They haven't been ranked all year, but they seem to be up top of the conference as well. And Colorado, Cal, any, any school pretty much aside from those top four, it's probably looking pretty rough. I do know that Colorado good, had a good start to their season. Maybe, again, a little bit of a Pac-12 tournament run said good for them, so... I'm with you, Chris. Much like I think that uh, UConn's going to win the uh, Big East, I do think Arizona wins the Pac-12. Uh, if you are any of the other schools, Washington State, Oregon, UCLA, Colorado, just keep staying afloat, win a couple games in the Pac-12, maybe go dancing. Now, they have been always kind of a school that gets joked about, or excuse me, a conference the last handful of years that gets joked about, but come tournament time, they seem to be pretty deep. If you would have bet Pac-12 teams in the March Madness last handful of years, you'd be up money. So as much as True. people seem to give those schools, when it comes to March Madness, no matter the school, they seem to show out when it matters for your bracket. So don't forget that. If you're like, oh, what the, who the hell is Oregon? Or, well, UCLA, they had a bad year. Okay, but for the last four years, if you pick Pac-12 for chalk, you, you did pretty well in your brackets. So tonight should be a fun one, though. And expect a high-scoring fun game. Yeah, you're right. It should be a fun one. West Coast Conference, San Francisco went down to, you know, St. Mary's. They're 13-0. and They've won 14 in a row. Gonzaga, though, starting to get it together. <clears throat> Put that win together against Kentucky. They've won four in a row. Um, so uh, I guess there's still hope, but it does look like St. Mary's, although they, you know, suffered that injury, um, it does look like, you know, they're they're in fairly good control at this moment. Definitely set up um, nicely. And then you know the good old Mountain West. They have two ranked teams, right? But uh, neither of them are first or second place, my friend. That's what kind of makes this thing. It keep, every week it gets a little deeper. You notice that every week we go down a notch. This week we're down uh, seven teams. We're not trying to do this, okay? But right now, now, Colorado State, because they lost, that ranking's going to go away. Um, but still, like, they're sitting there at 22, have some good wins, and they're seventh right now. I will not put this on par with the Big 12 or the SEC, but if if you're looking for maybe the third-best conference tournament to watch, this might have to be it because, shit, Chris, since we've started this podcast, there's been a four-way tie for first place. Now you have, like, an eight-way tie for top three. Like, this conference makes absolutely no sense because it's very competitive. But how do you literally have a, a massive tie for, like, first place for, like, every single – it makes no sense. So Utah State, good team. Boise State, good team. New Mexico Lobos, good team. San Diego State's ranked. Nevada, good team. UNLV, good team. Colorado State, also ranked. Like, this – if you were a media writer for this conference, you'd probably just, like, throw your hands up in the air. Like, every week, like, the top four to five teams move, but they just switch spots, but their win-loss record doesn't. I, it, this conference makes no sense. Uh, as you said, it's been one of the strongest mid-majors all year. It definitely deserves that. And, as usual, defending your home turf. How do these log jams happen? Because all these teams went on the home court and, like, on the road, they're 500 or worse. So, uh, it's a beautiful conference. This pack tournament is going to be crazy. And I think for this conference tournament, it does matter. And the SEC, Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, they're all in. 
I do think that a couple of these teams have a chance to make it, but as you know, Chris, there's no way the Mountain West is going to get six teams in. Do they deserve it? Maybe, whatever, but sports for sports, bigger conferences are going to get more love. I do think this conference could go three deep, but they're probably going to go six deep. So this conference tournament, well, it should be fun to watch. It also is going to matter more because it's a school like Utah State, Boise, New Mexico, San Diego State. Again, you've been top four all year. You're probably not all guaranteed to go dancing. So that one will maybe be even more competitive and just as fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, Nevada at Colorado State. And Colorado State, that's on uh, that's on Tuesday. But Colorado State has to go at UNLV as well, which they've actually improved a little bit too. Uh, so they, they may not be able to hold on to where they are. Like I said, the rankings already gone, but, um, we'll see if they can. And right. And if you look at the, the net top 68, right? Um, San Diego state is 18, New Mexico, 23rd, Colorado state, 25, Utah state, 30, uh, Boise state, 35 and Nevada at 43. That's net ranking. That's not us. That's just net ranking. Okay. We didn't make the rankings, but, uh, Brian Roth is a good follow, uh, Broth on, uh, 30 or at Broth 33. Utah State beat San Diego State, claims sole possession of first place in the Mountain West, and the Yankees have a great chance to hang on to it. The season finale against New Mexico is their only remaining regular season game against a, a winning record. So. Something to keep an eye on there. Um, and then, real quick, the AAC, can't forget about them. Um, you know, UCF, shots out to them, dude. 13-1, they've won 12 in a row. Charlotte's there. FAU is just right behind. Same with the SMU, uh, which they just played. Um, so, that you know, shots out to them. And then also the, uh, going over the Atlantic, Dayton, you know, they're, they were the ranked team sitting at 11-3, only half game out. We got Richmond 11-2, and and then you got Loyola Chicago at 11-2. So, you know, fun mid-majors as well, just not as deep, but I do like to update because it is starting to get going in that AAC if you look at those top four teams. It completely is, sir, and as you mentioned that, i got to mention my adopted team, the Grand Canyon Lopes. Chris, they keep winning. They won two games this past week. They're 14-1. The Lopes are hot. Again, I'm going to pick – I don't care who they play. I'm picking them to win their first March Madness game of the year. The Lopes are hot. The Lopes are hot. So they're a fun team to watch. Here we catch them on ESPN+. Watch the Grand Canyon game. I promise you'll enjoy it. So yeah, hey, uh, wait, they're actually they're actually like an hour away from me tonight. I still don't know if I'd be able to get there in time. I, I probably should. That's that's a slacker on my part for not getting out to watch them play in a Stephenville, Texas. I should have done a better job for the podcast. That's all right. Um, all right, you know, I wouldn't talk as much shit about them, but that's okay. All right, let's get to it. Let's let's close okay. this puppy down and get the crafty crafty pick of the week. So, so last week we went live. That was not intentional. I put my co-host in a tough spot for a live <laughs> kick. Uh, well, the 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 live the live home team, live home dog, didn't quite go barking. So that's okay. <laughs> it, it's a new week, and Chris, this game is confirmed for tomorrow. So is the game eight. over, or is it it's still going right now? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick a game that already happened. So that way we're gonna we're gonna win out for the rest of the year. All and right. You said Friday. This is a Friday night game. Okay. This is an Ivy League showdown. Ooh, ooh. Brains on brains, sir. Man, okay. The Pennsylvania Quakers are nine and fifteen, one and eight in Ivy League ball. They're they're clearly spent too much time studying. Are traveling to Dartmouth to play the mm. Big Green, who mm. also won eight in conference. So this is a a brains versus brains, no bronze, okay? One and eight, one and eight. Ivy League showdown. It is on ESPN Plus. Maybe I'll turn that on. I don't have a game for all night. Maybe I will. Uh, they don't have a line this on first. this. Is, that a, is there a reason for that? No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, the it's the matchup predictor, Pitt is a 77% favorite. So that probably means they're like a five to six point favorite overall. Five to, five to seven. Okay, so they're, they're favored. The, 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 the away team is favored by 
probably five to seven points, but it's a competitive game. But shit, Chris, they're both one and eight overall. So you can't give too much love to teams for one and eight. So <laughs> it's the Quakers taking their carriage and boogies to the Ed- Edward Leedy Arena mm. in Hanover, New Hampshire. I, I didn't even know it was in New Hampshire. Yeah, I thought Dar- I don't even know where I thought Dartmouth was. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Big Green. Yep. Don't mess hey. around with the Big Green now. And you can get in the door for 21 bucks. Take it away, brother. Well, I'll tell you what, Penn, they must be running that offense again because uh, they got them by 73 to 61. They don't play defense worth the shit, though. That might that might be a problem. <laughs> and it makes sense, though, that they're they're better at field goal overall percentage because, you know, they, they got them by, like, 12 points. Um, they've lost eight in a row, though. That's not ideal. Uh, like you said, one and eight, though. So they got off to a great start in conference. And then they, they, they just gone to shit sense. Um, so this is a good matchup. You know, it's been a while. I don't think we've done an Ivy League. Again, um, for the record, this game has not yet started. ESPN <laughs> Plus, too. It's on ESPN Plus. So you can watch this puppy. Hell yeah. Uh, it says Pennsylvania plays Dartmouth after Slat Shirt's 32-point performance. Ooh, wow. Ooh, they got okay. a hooper. Dang, they, they do have a hooper. By the way, I mean, this might have to do it right here, okay? This might have to do it right here. I got to check it, though. Before we start, you know, messing with Pennsylvania and the Quakers, they have a win over at the time. They have a win over Villanova, okay? Oh, Villanova. Yeah, that Villanova. Now, Dartmouth, the Big Green, you know, they always challenge themselves in the non-conference. That's well known for a couple decades. No, it's not, but we're just going to say it is. Um, you know, they, they played Duke in the non-conference. That's respectable. They played St. Louis. St. Louis hasn't been good in a while, but they played some, they played some time. Hey, they, they played at Bandy and, and was respectable. This is a good game, dude. This is actually a good game. I'm going to, Oh, you know what? I'll, it's going to be on ESPN Plus, so I'll just load it up after. But I do have to say, you know, they're going to be quaking in their boots over there with the big green. I got, I got Pennsylvania, the Quakers, just off the strength of uh, getting off the Schneid. They're going to get off the Schneid for one, even though they lost eight in a row. And uh, that Nova game, you know, that that win goes a long way for me, sir. Even though that was back around Thanksgiving. All right. So uh, just from looking at this uh, alumni, I might be a little biased here, but so hear me out. Uh, Penn alumni. This is a pretty solid list. I can't lie. Elon oh, I Musk. I bet it is. E- Elon Musk. Okay. Is number one. Uh, John Le- John Legend has a second photo. Uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, Andrea- just stop the presses right now. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop a- it. Go ahead. Andrea Mitchell. Uh, sports for uh, Dr. Oz went there as well. Um, <laughs> wow, they got some interesting had, characters. Uh, Maury Povich. Uh, wow. Man, th- this <laughs> is uh, Tiffany Trump. I don't know if that's – I'm not sure. Uh, is that a, I, don't, I don't think it's a daughter. I'm not sure. Uh, and – I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, and okay, Trump actually went there. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, and oh, Shakira, the, the singer? Anyway. I did not know that. Okay, just shut this yeah. whole thing down. Okay. All I don't right. know what we're even Damn. doing the next one for, but go ahead. Hit me up. All right, so Dartmouth. The only, only thing I got to say is, okay, Dr. Seuss went to Dartmouth. That's a that's a plus. Uh, Mindy Kaling, who's on some Fox TV shows. Okay, my uh-huh. soft spot, Chris, is Connie Britton, who is the uh, model on Friday Night Lights. Oh Huge fan. God. But okay, but don't be this biased. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't, that 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 that. Come on. I don't guy, like that, Elon Musk, but come on, dude. Like, Aisha Tyler, I'm not a big Trump guy, too. but golly, I mean, <sighs> they got hey, a lot of names, dude. You got Connie Britton, Aisha Tyler, Meryl Streep. The, hey, Dartmouth ain't bad. Okay, but I, I don't it, know why. Why did you lead with Streep? Uh, she, she she was on the fourth row for Google. Man, that's Google. No wonder more heart. people are going to TikTok than Google. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, hey, I, I, now I'm always a Friday Night Lights. I've always loved that show, but I do have Don't to do it. my cap to 
I got to tip my cap to Penn. That alumni. It's a double. It's a double maybe, trouble. That is maybe the best, uh, the best alumni brat we've seen in, I don't know, that, that, that's a strong ass, uh, alumni. So. Indeed. On that note, uh, we have a, hey, again, every week, if you watch the Big 12 Conference, you're guaranteed good basketball games, bet the home team. And you should be able to financially profit. And the SEC, hey, they've been hooping as well. And my Carolina boys go to Duke in a couple of weeks. Until then, stay safe, stay warm. Actually, though, it's, shit, Chris, it was 80 degrees today in Texas. <laughs> hey, it's been sunny and in the 50s. In Hell right yeah. Right here. So, yeah. Hey, get out, get out and start playing some golf. Forget about staying warm. Play some golf. Enjoy life. Watch college basketball. The boys will be back next week. We're out tonight. Peace.